0: Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young.
1: Shannon, how are you today?
0: I'm well. How are you, Sandy?
1: (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We're having uh, technical issues, folks, and we're finally getting it together because we really (laughs) want to make sure we do this for you. (laughs) And today's an important episode, so we'll get it done.
0: It is. Today we're taking the opportunity to answer some of your questions, which is great because sometimes it feels like talking into the void when you're doing a podcast like this. We talk to each other, but we're never really sure if what we're saying is landing the way we want it to with the audience. So this is cool. You guys send us some questions. All of the questions are important, but these kind of encompass a lot of the ideas that we've been talking about. So we have a handful to talk about today.
1: Yes, we do. And it's very fun.
0: So let's start with one from Linda in Fort Worth. She says, you guys often talk about the inner child, but I'm still a bit confused about what it is and where it comes from. Please explain. Fair question. It does sound a little creepy if you're not really sure what your inner child is.
1: It does, but it's so important. Your inner child's with you all the time. It's part of your subconscious that's been picking up messages way before you were fully able to process what was going on mentally or emotionally. When you were a tiny baby, you were picking up messages about, am I lovable? Are they responding when I have needs? Are they taking care of me when I want something? That kind of thing. And you're interpreting that even when you're not aware of that. Over time, Your inner child holds all your emotions and your memories and values and attitudes and beliefs from your past. Mm -hmm. And it also holds your hopes and dreams for the future.
0: It's that part of you that can feel understood and warm and fuzzy when you have a good time with other people, but it's also the same part that can get, it's a little heartbroken and feel crushed and betrayed when you're hurt or someone lies to you or when someone's mean to you. Your inner child can be calm or content or it can act out and make your life really difficult and stand in the way of healthy relationships and succeeding in the places of your life that you want to succeed in.
1: Right, and if you're feeling frustrated or... stuck or hurt and angry in some aspect of your life, that's probably your inner child. It needs some attention. It's old fears or experiences are kicking up and making your inner child get really loud and big and try to get your attention so that the needs are met. Mm -hmm. But if you let your inner child run the show, it will choose behaviors and choices and thoughts based on unconscious beliefs or memories. Just whatever it thinks it needs to feel safe.
0: I think it's important to clarify that your inner child is not separate from you. It is just a part of you that you'll carry through your entire life because ultimately we are all just big kids.
1: Yes, we are.
0: You were a child not so long ago, actually, and so if you didn't get the kind of affirmative behavior that you needed during a very specific part of your life, your inner child will carry that forward and continue to try to meet it in ways that you might not recognize. So now that you are an adult, you can recognize that all your inner child really wants is to feel safe and loved, and you can work with your inner child to provide that for that part of yourself that didn't get it so long ago. In fact, you're the only person who can deliver that exactly right now. Nobody else can deliver that for you. So identify the age your inner child is and the messages that he or she is giving to you and start meeting those needs.
1: Right. Exactly. You pay attention to what your inner child needs and find ways to work with that now that you're an adult. I've talked about how I work with my inner child. I'm very aware she's there. And when I'm doing something that is scary for her, because she's four, I think that's my inner child age. Four year olds don't know how to handle a whole lot. So she gets scared and she gets really loud. I'm an adult now, and I've been an adult for a while, so I know how to handle things that my inner child doesn't. I need to be the adult, just like I would if I were working with my daughter when she was four, reassure her and tell her it's okay, and I've got this. Once you and your inner child are working together, you'll be able to access your personal power and create the life of your dreams. Yeah. And if you're not, your inner child will run your show and you will be an emotional wreck.
0: Yeah, it's super important. That leads us to our next question, which is from Kristen in St. Paul. And she says, I love your podcast. Thank you, Kristen. We love that you listen. (laughs) And she says, especially the episodes about working with your inner child. She adds that she's about to become a mom for the first time. Congratulations. We're super excited for you. And she's wondering how she can instill that positive self-esteem in her actual child so that that person doesn't wind up having these same inner child (laughs) problems down the road. This is a super in-depth question.
1: Right. Very in-depth. And I think we've covered it in other episodes, but it's so important to pay attention to how you treat your children, even before they're born. Once they're born, do you meet their needs? Do you teach them that they are lovable and valuable? It's a fine line because Self-esteem comes from feeling loved and secure and from feeling capable and competent. So when your child is an infant, you respond to his or her needs, but you'd have to be careful not to hover and overindulge because they will never feel capable and competent if you overindulge them.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. As they grow, you want to show them how to do things because that's your job as mom. And then you want to step back and support them in doing those things on their own. Encourage them, appreciate them, let them know you're there, but allow them to do. And sometimes that means allowing them to fail. Don't step in and take over if they're not doing it perfectly. They're going to learn. If they don't get it right the first time, they'll see that and they'll do it differently next time. You have to trust that and that trusting is part of helping them have healthy self-esteem.
1: Right. And believe in themselves. Yeah. Confidence and self-esteem come from doing, trying, failing, trying again. When your child is learning to walk, if you hold them up the whole time, they're never going to learn to walk. You have to get them started, show them how to do it, and then back away and let them fall. Make sure they're on a nice carpet and they're not going to hurt themselves. There's no tables nearby to hit. And then let them get up again and try it again until one day they're going to get it. Yeah. But if you overindulge, then they're not going to get that. So you have to let them make mistakes.
0: Mm -hmm. As they age, you want to start giving them age-appropriate jobs around the house And that does a couple of things. It helps them to feel like they're part of the team and helps them to learn how to operate as part of a team. It also shows them that they don't need to be waited on, that they can take care of things on their own, that they don't need to have somebody else take care of things for them.
1: And that is how they develop positive self esteem and realize they are capable, competent people and can move ahead and go out in the world and function well. When they try and fail, Acknowledge their efforts and encourage them to try again and appreciate them for going after something that is new and different. Mm -hmm. Help them set goals and figure out how to get them.
0: I think the being supportive and proud and praising efforts is really important because even if you do something and fail at it, having somebody say, but that's amazing. You gave it a shot. You got that much closer to getting this right instead of saying, oh, well, you failed, so you're no good at this. You probably shouldn't do this.
1: Oh, absolutely. That will stop somebody so quickly. But if you give encouragement and support, you will help build their Mm self-esteem. Make sure when you're empowering your child that you do it with love and support and let them know they are lovable and valuable. And they will internalize that and that's what self-esteem is. When you know internally that you are a lovable, valuable, capable, competent person and that you can yeah. deal with whatever comes.
0: I have a an interesting example here. Ooh, of- I love it an adult struggling to provide this kind of support for their grandchild in this case. The adult is an artist and has been an artist for all of her life, and she teaches classes on releasing your intuitive artist. Because of that, her grandchild has been raised in that Artistic creative universe, right. which is really cool. And I think gave her a whole lot of skills she might not have had otherwise, some of which are related to just trusting herself, right. which is really cool. So at one point, she was at her grandmother's house and they were doing some art stuff, and the child wanted to try a new technique. And the grandmother would not allow it and was like, that's not how we do this. And the child said, but you encouraged me my whole life to trust my gut and to experiment (laughs) according to what my gut said. And now you're telling me that there's only one way to do it. It was so neat to see her backbone, essentially, and her faith in herself not only kick in to allow her to try something new, but to call her grandmother out and say, hey, look, (laughs) this is what you trained me to do was to trust myself and try new things. So how can you tell me, no, this isn't the right way to do it? And I thought it was just super cool to watch from an outsider's point of view.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. And it's so cool. And that's what positive self-esteem is, is you trust and value yourself enough to go out and be yourself in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful example. Thank you, Shan.
0: And it was a good lesson for everybody involved. <laughs> yes,
1: right. Yes. If you're going to empower somebody, teach them the right way like her grandmother did. Teach them the right values if you're teaching values. Teach them to be aware of others if it's something that requires that. But then also teach them that they have the right to be who they are. And that is just great.
0: Recognize there are other ways to do things. Yes. Oh my goodness. I find when my husband and I are driving places, it's interesting for me to note how I have specific routes I like to take to get places, yes. and he has specific routes he likes to take to get places, and they are very different,
1: Interesting, which yes. is
0: really interesting. We live in a very small town. It's right. not like there are that many options. And I find myself frequently wanting to say, where are we going? Yeah, Why are right. we going this way? <laughs> When ultimately, I have to remind myself, we're gonna get there. It's not like he's gonna get lost. Just because we're going a different way doesn't mean it's the wrong way.
1: Oh, that's brilliant. And you're so right. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: (laughs) These dumb little things that pop up in my life all the time.
1: I mean, that's so important. I actually have the same situation with my husband. I like to avoid all the lights and the traffic, and he just goes on main streets. Yes. I do back streets. I used to say, um, would you like a different route? And now I don't. I just will get there. But we both feel comfortable with what we're doing. We have enough self-esteem to stand up for it.
0: Mm-hmm. And in those cases, if we were to be like, hey, why aren't we going this other way? It says so much about who we are and what we're comfortable with and whether we trust the person we're with or not, just being able to shut up and have the conversation internally helps me learn so much about what's going on with me and my need to control and (laughs) what I'm feeling about what he can do and can't do. And he is a supremely capable being. And so what is this that's going on inside me that says, no, I need somehow to feel in control of something right this minute. Why is that?
1: And there's your inner child. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Getting big and loud. And fortunately, you know how to tell her to sit down and be quiet. (laughs) Yes, self-esteem and your inner child are very interconnected. Mm -hmm. That is great.
0: Okay, moving on to our third question. This one is from Hank, all the way over in New Jersey. Hank says, sometimes my feelings, especially anger are overwhelming. And I kind of feel like I have no choice other than to express them just to get them out. What can I do about this? Awesome question.
1: It's important for all of us to know that feelings come from your thoughts. So when you feel strongly about something like Hank and his anger, pay attention to your thoughts. What are you telling yourself about the situation? Are you saying, well, that guy's a jerk and he just cut in front of me, and so I have to track him down? No, calm the anger. Your inner child's probably involved in here too, because Mm -hmm. maybe at some point when you were young, people disregarded what was important to you or treated you rudely. And so your inner child instantly gets big and loud and wants that to happen. But it's your thoughts that are making it happen. So it's important for you to identify your perception of the situation. And see how you're defining it for yourself. Yeah. Is it really what you instantly think it is? Or is there something else deeper going on?
0: Challenge your thoughts and change them from irrational to rational. Do you think that guy who just cut you off in traffic specifically said this morning, hey, that guy right there. I'm going to piss him off today. (laughs) I'm sure there are situations where that happens, but I am guessing that most of the time that is not the case. And you know as well as I do that we've all been the person who've cut other people off and it probably wasn't because you wanted to disrupt somebody else's day. It was probably because there was something going on in your world that made it so you were either irritated, late, frustrated, sad, distracted. It probably isn't about you. So take a minute take a breath, think, and instead of reacting, and if you want to know the difference between reacting and responding, listen to our last episode. It'll tell you all about it. And then take action based on the best information you have, which is very little. So it's probably not about you. Don't get irritated about it.
1: Exactly. Challenge your thoughts and identify the irrational ones and try to make them rational. Also, take a minute and breathe. There are so many things you can do when you are instantly feeling something. You get an overpowering, overwhelming feeling. Take a minute and just take some deep breaths. Get clear on what is really going on here. Is the emotion you're feeling even appropriate? And you can also look at the feelings underneath the anger. Like we said, is there fear or insecurity or embarrassment or a wide variety of other things? Like we've said, there are a lot of emotions that we call red flag emotions. they the flag pops up and like frustration. When you're frustrated, it means that something's not working out the way you want it to be and you don't feel you have control of it. Hanging on to the frustration isn't going to do you any good. So the little red flag of frustration pops up and you go, oh, I'm frustrated. That means I feel out of control. And so you put the flag down and you look at what you need to be in control of if you can and go from there. Because once you identify the underlying feelings, you can determine an appropriate and positive way to deal with them. But until then, you just feel instant anger or instant rejection and hurt and pain and whatever the situation is, and go with those feelings instead of calming down, breathing, and getting rational about it.
0: Do you have examples here?
1: The example for me, I think I've mentioned this in another episode. One day I was driving down the road, going the speed limit, and a car full of teenagers drove by and honked and one of the kids mooned me. <laughs> and right now, it sounds really funny. But at the time, I was instantly enraged and wanted to chase after them, pull them over and beat them all.
0: <laughs> that is so not like you. I know it's
1: not. <laughs> and I realized, first of all, okay, this is totally irrational. They were being teenage boys. It had nothing to do with me. They didn't know who I was. It was my inner child who had issues of rejection and being made fun of, who got really big really fast. I calm myself down by looking at this isn't about them at all. This is about me. I need to pay attention to what buttons those guys just pushed Mm -hmm. so that I can deal with my emotions. They don't know or care. They're gone. But if I had responded to my anger and chased them down and run them off the road, it would have been a whole different thing.
0: We would be in prison. (laughs) Well, there's
1: that, yes, and I don't want to go there. That's just an example for me in my life about how you can go from being fine to instant emotion, kind of like Hank was talking about, in a nanosecond, and then you have to talk yourself off the ledge.
0: That kind of takes us to our last question we have today, which is from Libby in Eugene, and she says, there are so many mixed messages in the world today about being authentic, but say one wrong thing on social media or in public, and you risk being attacked. It is exhausting. I just want to be myself. So how do I get to the place where I don't care what people say?
1: Uh, Well, first of all, we're back to self-esteem. Yep. If you are comfortable in your skin, if you know you are a lovable, valuable, capable, competent person, you're not going to look outside of yourself for a definition of who you are. When people are adolescents, part of being a teenager is a stage that in psychology they call separation and individuation, which means you separate from what you were taught and what you learned at home and become an individual. And that's a process that happens during your teen years. That's why so many teenage people are really susceptible to being influenced by people on social media because they are looking to figure out who they are and what they want to be as an adult. When you want to be authentic, you're living your life according to your own values, beliefs, and goals rather than those of other people. Authenticity means you're true to yourself, regardless of the pressure you're under to act otherwise.
0: And the cool thing about being authentic is that it means that you're operating from your baseline. Like, this is what's true for you. Nobody can really argue with it or shake you, which means you understand that other people have their own place of authenticity, which may be different from yours. But you know that if somebody argues with you, it's not going to change who you are. Therefore, arguing with them isn't going to change who they are either. So it means you approach everybody with generosity and respect and no judgment, and you're reliable and responsible, and you accept your faults, and you don't blame other people. You're honest and trustworthy, transparent and genuine because that's just who you are, and you know that other people are different, and that's just who they are, and it makes moving through the world so much more pleasant.
1: Absolutely. You don't argue anymore. Argue means you confront somebody, and that gets no- Nowhere. What you do is have discussions, and you share your thoughts, and you listen to other people's thoughts, and you can respect where they're coming from, even if you don't agree. And you might learn something if you're authentic. It's all about your level of self-esteem. People who have positive self-esteem are comfortable with the person they are, and don't let the opinions of others define them.
0: Yep. You define you. You define who you are internally and who you are out in the world, and you are comfortable with that decision. If you're not comfortable with that, then you You probably haven't gotten to that level of authenticity yet. If you find that you're looking to other people, especially social media or influencers, to tell you how to act and think and define yourself, it is time to reevaluate your reputation with yourself and find ways to improve it without looking for approval or validation from others. Get to know you, get to love you, get to a place where you support yourself in being who you are so you don't need to look for validation from other people.
1: And then you will be authentic.
0: Yep. Oh, we summed all those beautifully huge subjects up so concisely. We
1: did. And we have so <laughs> many other wonderful questions. We will probably do another question and answer episode at some point because our listeners are terrific and want to know more. And we want to share whatever they need. So thank you all for asking. And we apologize if we were not able to get to your question. We will try to do it in a future episode.
0: Yep. So thank you to all of you for being here for us. We are going to take just a couple of weeks off in between seasons. This is the end of season two, crazily enough. And then we'll resume with the start of season three in early March. Looking forward to it. If you have any ideas for topics you'd like to hear about, let us know because we are always in the market for new subjects.
1: Absolutely. This is all about you. What we're doing yeah. here is all about you. So we thank you for taking this fun ride with us. We look forward to reconnecting with you in the first week in March.
0: Sounds good. We also want to hear from you like any whether it's your stories about how self-esteem and personal power affect your life, or again, if you have topics that you want to know more about, let us know. If you feel like it, we'd also love it if you wanted to review our podcast and you can do that wherever you stream, or you can just visit us at yourpersonalpowerpod.com. Click contact and send us an email directly and just tell us your thoughts. And if you'd like to make some changes in your personal or business life, spending time with a coach can make all the difference. So get in touch with Sandy. She's offering a free consultation. So you can reach her at sandy at insidejobscoach.com. Put coaching in the subject line and you can schedule your free call. Thank you so much for listening to your personal power pod. We look forward to hearing from you and until next time, find your power and change your life.